0: Yeah. We're
1: recording in chat. All the Bismillah الله Rahman الرحيم Rahim. Alhamdulillah, رب العالمين الحمد Alhamdulillah, الذي هدانا لهذا وما كنا Allah. لولا أن هدانا الله done Allah. على said, الأنبياء والمرسلين خاتم النبيين who was بشير man who was محمود الأحمد who was محمد man <تصفيق> who <تصفيق>
0: وعلى ورد
1: اهل بيته طيبين الطاهرين المعصومين ولعنه الله على الظالمين من الاولين والاخرين اما بعد فكما الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه المجيد وفرقانه الحكيم وقوله الحق بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الف ذلك الكتاب لا ريب فيه هدى للمتقين al يؤمنون بالغيب ويقيمون الصلاة wa yuqinuna ينفقون salata يؤمنون بما أنزل إليك وما أنزل من قبلك bima هم ilayka أولئك على unzila من ربهم wa هم akhirati hum yuqinun. Sadaq Allahu wal 'aliyyul 'adheem. Sallu 'ala Muhammad wa ali Muhammad. Allahumma savior of humanity Imam al-Mahdi alayhi salam. My respected teachers, brothers and sisters, assalamu <infrared> alaykum jamean wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaykum salam
0: wa. <pole> Welcome to
1: our third session in which we are looking at the maqasid al-shari'ah, the themes and goals of each chapter of the holy quran week one we introduced this subject and last week week two we looked at the theme of Suratul al-fatiha please remind me what are the four ways in which we derive the maqsad of a surah number one the name of the surah number two
0: hadith
1: The ahadith regarding its history, its time of revelation, the circumstances of the chapter in its entirety, or the groups of verses that might have been revealed with certain years or certain circumstances. Number three, the beginning and the end of a surah. In that, there has to be a coordination in the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That the beginning of the surah and the end of a surah must reflect each other. Just like speech normally does. And the number four? Brought, uh, time benefit.
0: Of benefit. Time of benefit time.
1: Time of revelation. Time of revelation we mentioned.
0: Benefit. benefit.
1: And the fadail, The ahadith regarding the surah itself. Yes. So we have those four. I've given it in a different order this evening but we have those four particular areas. Last week we looked at al Fatiha. we stated that I was not going to give you a particular theme myself and that the idea was to be able to present you with the types of material that could help you be informed and then we collectively could come to our decisions. Now, what's really interesting is that the Mufassireen amongst them slightly differ as to what the Maqsad of a Surah might be. Sometimes you will see that there is an agreement or sometimes one scholar might put forward several different Maqasid. Another scholar might put forward another several different Maqasid, maybe four of them overlap, maybe three of them slightly differ. And in fact, in the opinion of Ayatollah Sayyid Muhammad Taqi Al-Mudadasi, he praises this and says this is what a Mufassir should do. It will be that when an individual is reading the Qur'an, even if they are two giant scholars of commentary, they will still likely differ. Because of their experience, the tools that they will be bringing to reading the chapter, the circumstances in which they will be reading the chapter, all of this might provide a slightly nuanced reading from one to another. This is why it's not for me to give you the maqsad of the particular surah. The idea was that we collectively learn together and come to a decision together on that. It may be someone in the class will say, I think this is the theme. And another person says, this is the theme. Do not be afraid to come with a slightly different reflection on the Qur'an. There is no harm in that, so long as we work within the parameters that we are given to work within. The reason why I introduce that point now is that when I present to you some of the commentaries on the Maqasid tonight, you will see that they slightly differ. There is overlap. And there is also a slight difference between them as to what they feel is the primary maqsad of Surah Al-Baqarah Therefore, if I present to you two or slightly differing ideas, this is not problematic for us in our understanding So what we want to do is the same as last week inshaAllah We want to go through this step by step looking at these four different tools to be able to understand the Maqsad of Surah Al-Baqarah and then insha'Allah you and I will be able to see what overarching themes we see within the many sub-themes that are going to be present in Surah Al-Baqarah ahead, no. Before I continue I want to mention that this isn't just a scholarly science in the school of Ahlul Bayt Shaykh Muhammad Al-Ghazali not the Ghazali of no, Al-Ihya Al-Muddin the, uh, the giant uh, work of spirituality from our brothers the Ahl al-Sunnah al-Jama'ah, a more contemporary scholar. He has his own entire tafsir on this, the themes of each chapter. so al-Fatiha, Surat al-Baqarah as well. Um, and the reason why I bring this up of course is, that this is not a science that is unique to the school of Ahl al-Bayt number one. Number two, for those of you who wish to be able to look into what our Sunni brethren and their reflections on the same science, it is available for us to be able to do so. For the sake of brevity, I won't be presenting from here unless I find something that is particularly important or outstanding for us to be able to reflect on. But tonight, I'm just showing you that this text exists. The two scholarly works that I'll be presenting tonight, insha'Allah, from, as we mentioned, Min al-Quran by Ayatullah Sayyid Muhammad Taqi al-Mudarasi Whose themes we are overridingly working from. We will be introducing other scholars from time to time when we find their works appropriate. The other is Alama Muhammad Hadi Ma'rifah. You may recall in week one, I presented to you certain works of scholars where they look through the history of tafsir. Do you remember that? I presented a work at Tamheed fi ulumi and. Ghadi Ma'rifah was the author of that work, where he goes through the history of the Mufassirin and the forms and styles of Tafasir. You recall, I mentioned, he didn't include this as a form of Tafsir, or at least he didn't mention it as something that is a systematic tool that we can call upon. Interestingly, when he writes his Tafsir of Surat Al-Baqarah, he does focus on the Maqasid. He has a lengthy chapter in his work on the Maqasid Asur. Now, his Tafsir just of Surat al-Baqarah just of Surat al-Baqarah is five volumes. So that gives you an indication as to the extent of his work as a Mufassir of the Qur'an. So we will not only go through Sayyid al-Marjah and Mudadasi's work tonight, we will also go through Alama Hadi Ma'rifah and his work I will mention a story Of when these two scholars (coughs) met. There is a book which is available in English Which is called The Ways of the Righteous It is a compilation of 72 stories in English About the Marajah May Allah bless them And in there the author Mentions A story of these two Meeting with each other, two authors of these two books And this was told to the author by uh, The author of this book yeah? Ayatullah Taqiy al Told the author of that book The Ways of the Righteous, 72 stories of the Marajib And he said the following he "Said One day, I was in Iran and I was walking down the street And as I was walking I met Ayatullah Hadi Ma'rifa." And then he began to praise me and my work of tafsir. So, this one is praising <coughs> this one. He's telling me how fantastic my work is, and particularly that I'm writing in a style that is developing the tafsir of the Quran. Particularly, Sayyid al al-Mudarasi writes from a sociological lens. Sayyid al-Mudarasi then asked, the author of that book, The Ways of the Righteous, what do you think about my tafsir? So he's telling the story about meeting Ayatullah Ali Ma'rifat, and then he asks the author of that book, 72 stories of the maraji what do you think about my tafsir? And of course the author of that book praises his work. He said, Saeed, your work is fantastic, we teach from it, we learn from it, this, that. He said, no, I haven't told you this story of my meeting the author of this work for you to praise me like he praised me. I want you to criticize me. I want you to find shortcomings in my work. For, he says, a tafsir is only as good so long as it is valid for the needs of the people. It is likely that every ten years there is need for a new tafsir to come out because the circumstances of people have changed. Therefore, the need to reanalyze the Quran and explain the Quran again has come around every 10 years. I don't want you to praise me like Hadi Marifat. I want you to critique my work. (laughs) And you can find (coughs) that story mentioned in the book, The Ways of the Righteous, 72 stories of Amar Ajit, published by the World Federation. Now, I'm just telling you about this story because it's, you know, we're working from two great authors here and they met and I happen to know of this story. Now, I just want to make an ishara to something. How phenomenal it is that a marja says to a student, critique me. I don't need your praise. Find faults with my work. Find flaws with my work. Tell me whether this work is actually worthwhile to your society, to your community. And if it's not, tell me where we can make improvements. This is very important to develop your thinking. Not to be spoon-fed. When you listen to stories from the Manabir, <coughs> when you sit with the Alamah, you are students of Islam. If a marja' can say to a young student, critique my work, you should have no fear of asking questions from any authority within Islam. So long as it is for the purpose of development and learning. Now, let us introduce Surah Al-Baqarah. What is the title of this chapter? The
0: Ka'am. The
1: camp. The, camp. the camp. Al-Baqarah. Yeah. Let us have a look at what Ayatullah Madarasi says. And what Ayatullah Hadi Ma'rifah say about this particular chapter, its name, and its history. And insha'Allah, we will be able to piece together quite a lot about this surah together. (coughs) According to Ayatollah Muddarisi, this chapter, Al-Baqarah, was revealed in the city of Medina. It has 286 verses, of course it is the second chapter in the Mus'haf, in the Qur'an itself. But in terms of the order of revelation, which number is it? 87. It's revealed 87 out of 114. And it is revealed after Surah al Mutaffifin, Waylun lil. What is Surah al mutaffifin res- responding to? What's that about? al mutaffifin is about the defrauders. Mm. Mm. Say again? Balance. Yeah, weighing. Balance. Weighing. So that's about trade. And it's about when you trade, you do not seek to falsify and lie. Such that you purposely miscount or undervalue or overvalue something in your trade. In order to get the better of the person whom you are trading with. وَيْلٌ After this surah is revealed, surah al-Baqarah is revealed. As you know, Al-Baqarah comes to us from the story of Banu Israel, and it is particularly talking about the cow that Banu Israel was asked to slaughter. If you go to the Quran and you turn to verse 67. This is where the story of the cow is mentioned. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. وَإِذْ قَالَ مُوسَى لِقَوْمِهِينَ When Musa said to his people, surely Allah commands that you should sacrifice a cow. na They stated, do you ridicule us? I seek protection of Allah from being one of the ignorant ones. Call upon your Lord. Your Lord. Not call upon our Lord. There's a distinguishment here, isn't there? Call upon your Lord. يُبَيِّن لَنَا To make clear for us ما هي, What she is قَالَ إِنَّهُ إنها لا فارض ولا بكر. Musa stated He says Allah responds to you Surely she is a cow Neither advanced in age Nor too young عوان بَيْنَ ذَلِكَ Middle age between this and that مَا تُؤْمَرُونَ Now do what you have been commanded to do. Tell us to make clear, or tell your Lord to make clear to us what colour this cow is. Surely it is yellow, her colour is intensely yellow, giving delight to the beholders. You can see here, the back and forth, you know the story very well, that they were told to sacrifice the cow. Why sacrifice a cow? Because when Musa had gone for 40 nights to the mountain to receive Torah, they had taken an idol for themselves, they had made it with whistles and bells, and it was in the shape of a cow. And so in order to help them, to remove the idolatry that still existed in them they were asked to sacrifice this, for, uh, sacrifice this cow by just following the commands of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la. Paul says, you know, they did not do this and they continued to make the arguments as to how they might avoid doing this before Musa Alayhi Now, <clears throat> let's return to some of the tafasir. And see some of the points that are raised. It is important for us to know when this surah was revealed specifically. And there is quite a bit of disagreement as to when it was revealed. So let's mention a few different narrations and see how they might affect or affect our thinking in terms of this surah. So here I'm going to be looking at Ayatullah Hadi Ma'rifat's works and he starts this cha- chapter by talking about نزولها let's have a look at it's revelation he says number one an اكرم اكرم is a mufassir of the quran but not necessarily someone that the school of ahlul bayt وسلم, may take from he's a very famous commentator but there are a lot of weaknesses and problems with him as a commentator of the quran but because he's so famous it's very important to know what he has said. It's not to say everything he says is rejected, nor is everything he says accepted. We need to see it in light of other things. Of course, from the school of Ahlul Bayt we take from Ima But other scholars will mention from Ikrama. Let's have a look at what Ayatollah Hadi Ma'rifat says. An Ikrama, so he states, Qala, awwal bil madina Surah al-Baqarah. The first surah to be revealed in Medina. Ooh. I paused that for some reason. I shouldn't have. New audio. Hmm. We continue. Bismillah. The first surah to be revealed in the city of Medina. Surah al-Baqarah. First surah.
0: Oh, it's your laptop. Book. The book is on it, that's
1: why. Yeah, that's... Thank you very much. The first surah to be revealed in Medina is Baqarah. Another hadith. This time from Zayd ibn Thabit. Zayd ibn Thabit is a very famous companion, commentator of the Quran. Qala, Nazrat al Baqarah bil Medina. Wa hakadha Qala, Gayla Wahid min al Aimma, wal ulama, wal mufassirina, walla khilafun fihi. So he states that this is an opinion that is shared. There's a consensus. There's no difference of opinion here. Surat al-Baqarah is revealed at the beginning of the period of Medina. Of course, this is on the opinion from Zayd bin Thabit. As I stated, we of course take from Ahlul Bayt. So this is one opinion, that it was at the beginning of Medina. Tasmi in regards to its name. Let's have a look at the issues around the name of the surah. Ayatullah Ali Ma'rifah quotes here from ad durr al manthur which is not a Shia text but he quotes the following Qara Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi La taqulu al baqarah Say Surah Al-Baqarah. ولا Surah Al-Imran, and do not say Surah Al-Imran. ولا Surah Al-Nisa, and do not say Surah Al-Nisa. وكذلك القرآن كله ولكن kulu. Don't say the same about any other chapter of the Quran. However, say the Surah in which it is Al-Baqarah. <laughs> say the Surah in which it is mentioned, Al-Baqarah. And mention, or call it by the surah in which Ali Imran Imrana mentioned in
0: it.
1: <laughs> and do for the rest of the Qur'an. So it's not Surah Yasin, it's a surah in which Yasin is mentioned. According to this particular hadith. And there are many more of this nature as well. Another hadith again, and Abi Buraida an Abihi, anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, qala ta'allam al-Baqarah, lan al-Baqarah. Fa inna akhadhaha, فَإِنَّ أَخْضَهَا بَرَكَةً وَتَرُكَهَا حَسَرًا So, learn Surah Al-Baqarah For, in there you would take its barakah And you would be turned away from حَسَرًا Elsewhere, again, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Alihi Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Alihi إن الشيطان لا يدخل بيت يقرأ فيه سورة البقرة. The Shaytan does not enter into the house in which Surat al baqarah is read. read
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Now there are other ahadith to say, specifically, and again this is from Akhrama, so it's not necessarily something that is taken. But he says, for example, "Man qara aha surat al-Baqarah fi baytihi naharan, lam yadhuul baytahu shaytan thalatatu Ayyam. So, if you read it in the day, shaytan is not allowed to enter for three days. wa "Man qara aha fi baytihi laylan, lam yadhuul hu shaytan thalatat layal," and the one who recites it at night, shaytan is forbidden from entering into your house for three nights. Another hadith, Qara Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa This one is very well taken. This hadith I'm about to give it to you is taken <laughs> as part of the important ahadith around the surah. al wa al Imran فَإِنَّهُمَا يَأْتِيَانِي يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ كَأَنَّهُمَا غَمَامَتَانْ أَوْ غَيَايَتَانْ Read, <coughs> there's a title here, أَزْزَحْرَ وِيِّينَ So read these surahs. There's a title given here. Baqarah and Al Imran. For in these two you would come on the day of judgment as if you were being covered by shade. By two types of shade. Mm. Al-Ghamama Which is from Surah Al-Baqarah ghamamatan Do you remember the Ghamama that comes over the, 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 the cloud? That comes over the shade? In Surah Al-Baqarah You would be shaded by two shades on the Day of Judgment O Ghayayataan Ghayayataan Or the singular Ghayaya Is another type of shade. So basically, if you read Surah Al-Baqarah and Al-Imran, you would be given a specific type of shade on the Day of Judgment mm-hmm. that was given to Banu Israel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where else do you know that someone was given a specific shade when they walked? Hasan, okay. when was the Prophet وآله, given a shade when he walked?
0: In front of the peace. Yes
1: this was when he was young in front of a priest and he was going on his travels especially to Syria and he was part of the trade caravans the priests knew him as a messenger by the ghamama that was over him what's being said to you here is that for your recitation of Surah Al-Baqarah you will get the same reward as what the Prophet ﷺ got but that's what you will get on the Day of Judgment InshaAllah. Another hadith of the Holy Prophet (laughs) sallallahu (laughs) alayhi (atable) wa'aleh. Ya adiyu manqara a surat al-Baqarati la tenqatta an hu arrahma madama hayyan. Whoever reads Surah al-Baqarah, you will not have the mercy of Allah cut off from you so long as you are alive. وَجَعْلَ اللَّهُ الْبَرَكَةِ فِي مَالِهِ And you would be given baraka in his wealth. فَإِنَّ فِي تَعَلَّمُهَا أَلْفَ بَرَكَةِ And for the one who learns it, you would receive a thousand blessings. وَفِي قَرَاءَتُهَا أَشْرَةْ أَلَافَ بَرَكَةِ And just by its recitation, you would get ten thousand baraka. Hadith from Imam Ja'far As-Sadiq Allah Rasulullah Man qara'a surat al-Baqarah wa al-Imran jaaat yawmal qiyamati tathallanahu ala ra'sihi mithlal ghayayitain The one who recites surat al-Baqarah and al-Imran he would come on the day of judgment with a shadow upon his head similarly to that type of covering And there are many, many, many more ahadith here, which are similar to it, which we could mention. But I will tell you, it's page after page after page of ahadith regarding the fada'il of Surah Al-Baqarah. I can show you uh, how many, 51 so far, 66. He has collected a total of 80 ahadith just on the blessings of reciting Surah Al-Baqarah. We don't have time to go through them all. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Some of them are, uh, you know, not from Ahlul Bayt some are, but what you will find here is specifically a mention about, you would receive a reward of having the same type of shadow that Banu Israel were given that the holy prophet of Islam was given on the day of judgment by virtue of you reciting it. And secondly, Shaytan would not be permitted to enter into your house by virtue of the recitation mm-hmm. of this particular chapter. As an FYI, he then continues about the fadl of ayat min Surah al-Baqarah. Different ayat from Surah al-Baqarah have different fadha'il. If you read these verses, you'll get this fadha'il, fadha, and so on and so forth. Which in particular do you think are mentioned about Surah al-Baqarah, or verses within Surah al-Baqarah? Ayat al-Kursi, and the ones after it. What we might call ayatul kursi of course in Ahadith it's not called Ayat, it's called Ayatul, it's a singular, but in the school of Ahlul Bayt, a.s. we also read the verses, the two verses, after it. And there are a plethora of Ahadith praising that, again, page after page after page. And then eventually, he comes to the Maqasr al sura itself. So, number one, we have the name of the Surah and where it's from. And we know here that For Banu Israel, they were asked to fight the idolatry that was within them, number one. Number two, we have an understanding of the ahadith that are talking about it. Number three, we have an indication so far as to when the surah was revealed at the beginning of Al-Baqarah. Now later on, he's going to dispute this, and I will read that a little bit later. Even though we could talk about it now, I want to read it a little bit later. Let us have a look at the beginning of the chapter and the end of the chapter. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read from both of these two scholars to see how they talk about the beginning of the chapter. And then, inshallah, we will look at the end of the chapter. We'll try to find out what we can gain from that. So, Ayatollah Ali Ma'rifah starts with the following Ama al Muqaddimah, so he beyanin tawaifin nasi wa mwaqifihim. Tajahu da'wat al amdiyah. As for the introduction of this surah, the introductory part of this surah, it is making clear, it is a discussion on the tawa'ifun nas, on the different groups, categories of people. Wa and their stands, their stances. Did you have your hand up? No? no? Tajahu da'watul ambiyah and this is something that is specifically for the purpose of facing towards the call of the Anbiya. Ayatullah Sayyid Muhammad Taqi al Mudarisi <coughs> starts with the following. مما يفهم مما يفهم ان القران بنذره وكائيه اذ لا يعترف بالتقسيمات المتعارفه بين الناس كتقسيمات الطائفيه والعرقويه هو غير ضال فالدين الاسلامي يميز الناس حسب حسب مواقفهم واعمالهم he says the same thing. He says the divisions here, وَطَائِفِيَّةِ تَقْسِيمَاتِ and طَائِفِيَّةِ the divisions of them. How does Islam introduce the divisions? The Deen of islami you may use a nas Islam distinguishes people on account of مَوَاقِفِهِمْ on account of their stances. وَأَعْمَالِهِمْ and upon their أَعْمَال وَنَوْعُنْ اَعْتِقَادِهِمْ and from the perspective of their belief systems وَمِنْ هَذَ and from this what do we find? the story, the qissa of Bani Israel غَالِقِينَ فِي wa وَتَحَرُّبُ من المسؤولية عليهم البشر He says the reason why Allah has introduced this story of Baqarah in this way about distinguishing people based upon their belief systems, based on their stances in life, based upon their a'mal, is to distinguish how Islam did this compared to the story of banu Israel, who they themselves, what do they do? They are غارقين They are drowning in a state of racism, <laughs> extremism, prejudice. وتهربوا من And they are in a state of avoidance, deception, self-deception about the responsibilities that they have upon themselves. What he wants to explain here, and we can go through it in other places, he states, look at the difference here. He wants to show you how Islam thinks and divides people versus how other religions seem to want to divide themselves versus how other people divide themselves. You've got different groups here. The Muslim belief is to divide people based on their belief system. He expresses here that the Bano-Israel way of dividing people is to put themselves ahead of everyone else, to consider themselves the chosen people. Islam doesn't consider you the chosen people. Your A'mal is what distinguishes you from anyone else. Other people will distinguish other people in what way? Black versus white versus yellow. American versus Irani versus Iraqi. This race versus that race. So you have different ways to distinguish people. The best way to distinguish yourselves is through your beliefs through your stances in life, your mowaqif, mu- whether you stand for haq against batil or not, whether you stand for those who are madloom or not, and thirdly, your a'mal. Now tell me, where is that famously mentioned elsewhere in the Quran? inna أَكْرَمُكُمْ عِنْدَ at That's how Allah distinguishes people. He doesn't distinguish you based on you thinking you're chosen. Just because you are Shia doesn't mean that you're a chosen group. Your beliefs are part of it. But your mawaqif in life and your a'mal in life prove that you are worthy of being called a Shia. Not by virtue of being born into it. So this is how they both start. They both start by talking about طَوَائِفُ Nas, The categories of people and how to distinguish people and the right way to distinguish people Now So we know that's the beginning of the surah Right? Mm-hmm. And if you want to read Where do we read the opening verses of Surah Al-Baqarah to talk about this? Verses 1 to 20 If you want to be able to look at it for yourself The first 20 verses you can see Allah is distinguishing people right verse 4 wal ladheena yu'minuna those people who believe verse 6 innal ladheena kafaroo those people who disbelieve right and then there's the munafiqeen verse 8 wa minan nasi mayqulu amanna billahi wal yawmil akhir wama hum bi mu'mineen Verses 1 to 20 are the distinguishing characteristics of individuals. Now, as to the close of the surah, Ayatullah Ali Ma'rifah says the following. وَفِنْ السُورَةِ يَنْعَتِفُ عَلَى إِفْتِتَاحِهَا As for the end of the surah, you see that the close of the surah Yanatifu. It bends, it curves towards its beginning. Yanatifu ala iftita'hiha. It bends back round towards its beginning. You know, in, عطف, in the Arabic means bending back towards a joint. It's often talked about with your muscles and your bones. Right? It's bending like this. طَبِيْعَةِ التصور الإيماني وَالْإِيمَانِ الْأُمَّةِ الْمُسْلِمَةِ بِالْأَنْبِيَاءِ كُلِّهِمْ And it makes clear the nature of the picture of faith and faith of the Muslim Ummah in the Prophets, all of them. This is how the Surah ends. وَبِالْكُتُبِ كُلِّهَا And in all of the books وَبِالْغَيْبِ وَمَا and in the ghaib and what is to come after مَعَ السَّمْعِ ta'a <وَالطَّاعَة> in how you should listen and obey in all of these matters and then he gives the verse to prove it in your Qur'ans, please open up Surah Al-Baqarah verses 286. Sorry, 285 to 286 Are we all there? Yeah? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Bismillah <laughs> yeah. ar bima unzila ilayhi min rabbihi wal mu'minuna kullun. Aamana billahi wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rusulihi la nufarriqu beina ahadim min rusulihi. Wa qalu sami'na wa ata'na gufranaka rabbana wa ilayka al-Masir. Laa yukallifallahu nafsan illa لَهَا مَا كَسَبَتْ وَعَلَيْهَا مَا كَسَبَتْ رَبَّنَا لَا تُآخِذْنَا إِنْ نَسِيْنَا أَوْ أَخْطَأْنَا رَبَّنَا وَلَا تَحْمِلْ عَلَيْنَا إِسْرًا كَمَا what is the beginning of the surah talking about? Those people who believe, those people who disbelieve, and those people who partially believe in things. It opens with the different groups. And it now closes with the proof of what? The need for you to believe in all of these matters and not some of these matters. Such that you're not from the kuffar, nor are you from amongst the munafiqeen, but you are truly mu'min and Muslim in all of these things. Yana'atifu. It curves back around to the beginning of the surah. Okay? So you can see here the Fatih and the Khatim is about what? Loaf and nas and which ta'ifa you wish to belong to or which ta'ifa you should belong to? Yes? Okay. Now we talked about the different ways, the full ways of being able to study the Maqsalis, the Surah. We've got the name of the Surah and why there's the name. We've got some of the fada'il of the Surah. And we also have the opening and the closing of the Surah. We also said that we need to know when things are revealed. And not just sometimes a whole Surah but when things are revealed over a period of time right? sometimes one surah is revealed in one year sometimes it's revealed over a number of years Mm -hmm. and we can then break down the surah into chunks and say that these 50 verses are talking about A, B and C the next 20 verses are talking about D, E and F the next 100 verses are talking about X, Y and Z this is what they both do now and both of them begin to break down the surah into chunks and look at the overarching sub-themes of each chunk, and then they collect those chunks, and are able to make their decisions as to the overarching theme of the surah itself. Does that make sense? Yeah? So let's have a look at how they break these down, and they break it down quite differently. And so their conclusions are also a little bit different as well. Let's start here with Ayatullah Hadi Ma'rifat and see what he says now what he does actually is very interesting he actually says that he's going to tell you what other scholars say first and foremost about their opinions of the Maqasir al-Sur and then he gives his opinions as to the Maqasid al-Sur again this isn't been recording I think, has yours been recording? Alhamdulillah okay right so now he says, وَمِن مِن اعتنَى الْجَانِبِ الْخَطِيرِ فِي عَالِمِ الْتَفْسِيرِ مِنَ هو الدين يَعْقُوب He says, from amongst the great Mufassirin who have done this study of the Maqasir al is Muhammad ibn Ya'qub al Abadi and he now says what he says about this surah. Wa al all in all, generally speaking, ma'sudun hazi his surah. What is intended by this surah? The opinion of Pharaoh Zabadi. Madhumu'mini Mu'mini al-kitab. Uh oh, very dangerous. The opinion of Pharaoh Zabadi, being quoted by Ayatullah Hadi Ma'rifat. The opening thing that this surah talks about, madh, the praise, mu'mini ahlul kitab, praising the believers of ahlul kitab, wa al kafara kafari and censuring the kuffar of Mecca by their kuffar, wa munafiqil madina and censuring the Munafiqeen of Medina. النبو, uh, نبوة, and responding, replying to those who had munkar, who did inkar, who rejected, who had hatred of nabuwa. and the story of the general structure and the admonishments and the learning of Adam alayhi salam. al في al And the admonishing of the alama of the Yahud. وَقِسَّةُ موسى و- And the, the story of the wa'ad um, the 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 oaths that Banu Israel had to take from Musa alayhi salam. And it continues. مِنْهُمْ The uh, complaints of Banu Israel alayhi salam to Musa alayhi salam. وَحَدِيثُ الْبَقَرَةِ وقصة سُلَيْمَانِ وَرَدُ عَلَى nasara the response to the Nasara, وابتلا Ibrahim, and the trial of Ibrahim, وبناء الكعبة, and the building of the Ka'bah, ووسية ياكوب لأولاده, and the وسية of Ya'qub, عليه السلام, to his children. It continues, and he basically goes through each and every different section of Surah Al-Baqarah. And he goes through it, through this whole area. This is Feroz Abadi, being quoted by Ayatollah Al-Hadi now, he now challenges the opinion of Akramah, says that this surah wasn't revealed at the beginning of Medina, And he explains this in a number of different ways. He says, he's quoting the opinion of Akramah. وَذَكَرْنَا فِي التمهيد, And we mentioned in the introduction, أَنَّ al الْبَقَرَةِ هِيَ أُولَى al Nazalat bil Medina waqtamalat li sanawat. It was revealed as the first surah in Baqarah in the earlier discussions we had, but it took years to complete, he says. Surat al-Baqarah wasn't revealed all at once. It took years in Medina to be revealed and complete. Which is important because it's showing us that as different events took place, different needs of Medina took place. Allah revealed chunks of the surah to respond accordingly. And now He breaks down those chunks in His opinion. And I think He tends to give here maybe five chunks of Surah Al-Baqarah. Number one is the groups of mankind, as we stated. And after that, Comes the cycle of da'wah, of the divine call that is being made. And he proves this from verse 142 of the surah. Bismillahir Rahmanir Raheem. Meaning what? The first 141 verses, in his opinion, is one chunk. Ayatollahmatullahi wabarakatuh is going to dispute this Or at least differ with this in a bit That was one chunk one and chunk two So the first twenty verses Right are chunk one Chunk two is from twenty to one hundred and forty two Thumma <inaudible> يأتي دور then comes the cycle of Allah talking to you about the Tashri'ah, the establishment of the Sharia. So Allah now talks to you about the establishment of the Kaaba, its honor, and the Naskh, the. the Nasikh al-Mansuq, Nasikh, the abrogation of the previous laws, the previous divine laws. ويبتدئوا بقضية القبلة والتشريع الحج والجهاد والقتال في سبيل الله والسوم والزكاة والاعتكاف والنكاح والطلاق والعدد والمحيد حيد وَالْإِيمَانِ وَالْدَيْنِ وَالْرِبَا All of these matters وَالْتِجَارَةِ وَالْحَاذِرَةِ All of these matters are now in the matter of Tashreel Did you understand what those were? Or should I translate them? tahwil تَحْوِيلِ So it now starts about the change of the Qibla This next section of verses Right? And it talks about the hajj, jihad, fighting in the way of Allah. Sawm, zakat, i'tikaf. What's i'tikaf? Staying in the masjid at the end of Shah Ramadan. Wal nikah, wal talaq. Wal muhid, haid. Wal rida'ah, breastfeeding, suckering. Wal iman, sorry, wal ayman yameen, sorry, oaths. Iman, aiman, wa So wasiya is inheritance or leaving your will. Wa dain loans, wa interest, wa tijara trade. All of this comes from where the end of section two ends until where he says is going to end with verse 283 thumma tashri' go tashri' the cycle of tashri' the cycle of establishing the divine laws of allah thumma fi thalath so it says now he allah Conclude this surah with three more ayat, and this completes its coherence. Where, fi khatim al surah, ja'at al-hadith, malakut wal Comes the end of the surah with regards to the malakut, the angels of the sama and earth. So, he breaks this surah into five parts. Ayatul has a quite substantially different grouping of verses, let's mention these quickly inshaAllah He says verses 1 to 20 are about the qawāif, the groups within mankind He then says one of the most important verses of Surah al-Baqarah which is a pivot for the entirety of the surah is the verse which talks about the baptising of a person سِبْغَةَ اللَّهِ وَمَنْ أَحْسَنُ مِنَ اللَّهِ سِبْغَةً وَنَحْنُ لَهُ عَابِدُونَ Verse 138 so This is a central pivot to the whole of the surah Allah is saying that He baptizes you in this way He continues, Verses 21 to 29 He said says Sifatul سِفَاتُ wa وَأَرْكَانُ iman it's the qualities of the mu'mineen and the arkan, the pillars of faith. <coughs> and then it transfers; it continues from verses 30 to 39, ila insan to the story of creation. It continues, he says in these verses, 30 to 39, the theme of these verses are وَأَنَّ الْخَالِقَ قَدْ حَمَّلَ الْمَخْلُوقَ الْجَدِيدِ wal وَالْمُسْئول- The story of creation here is telling you about this new creation of Allah that He has created and the Ilm that they're going to be given, the Qudra that you're going to be given. The masuliya, so the power, the responsibility, and the khilafa that you're going to be given. This is verses thirty to thirty-nine. Verses forty to one hundred and three. This is a very important area. If you, re- this point, he's going to raise. In trying to figure out what are the themes of Surah al baqarah Or the overriding theme of al baqarah In the opinion of Sayyid Al-Mudarasi In verses 40 to 103 فَقَدْ تَحَدَّثَتْ عَنِ الْأُمَّةِ وَشَخْسِيَّتِهَا وَصِفَاتِهَا وَكَيْفَ يَجِبْ أَن تَكُونَ Now it speaks about the Ummah And the personality of the Ummah And the qualities of the Ummah and how it is necessary to be. How it's necessary for the Ummah of Islam to be. And he says, although this is addressing Banu Israel, لتحفيز الأمة الإسلامية على الاعتبار بقصتهم that this really is actually the catalyst for the Islamic Ummah To understand themselves by the story of Banu Israel, and how to learn about the matters of an ummah in regards to minfasad, wal-unsariyya, wa-tashakhtat, wa-inhiyar. What's important for the Muslim ummah to learn from this story of Banu Israel? is the matters of facade in an ummah, corruption, and how it comes in an ummah. Ansariya, prejudice, and extremism, and racism that comes into an ummah. tashatata, division, how divisions enter into an ummah. wa and the decline of an ummah. All of this is in verses 40 to 103, explaining it in surah al-Baqarah about Banu Israel for the Muslim ummah to understand for itself. This is very central to his belief of the theme of Surah Al-Baqarah. We continue. He says a lot more, which I'll skip over for the sake of brevity. From verses 104 to 123, he says... Quran al Kareem Yahdarunas, Minanna Za'fa, Al Imani, Al Mutamathil, Pittawani, Fee, Tatbik, Al Ahkami. So here he says now from verses one hundred and four to one hundred and twenty three, it is speaking about the application of the laws that are being given to you. And the relationship between these two groups, he says, these two groups of verses about what happened to Banu Israel and the laws that are now being given to you are what? He says the following He says, he says What happens is, that Banu Israel, they pursued the matter at a very apparent level, at a very stingy level. And so the relationship between that group of verses, between the story of Banu Israel and their decline, and the next group of verses about the tashri' and the ahkam, and the Tatbiq of the ahkam, the applications that you're supposed to give to the ahkam, is to ensure that you don't take these matters at a very superficial level. And if you take the act, the act of these ahkam at a deeper level, you will not go through what Banu Israel went through. Mm-hmm. What were the four things that he said Banu Israel went through? Yes. Where were we? Uh, fasad, Ansariya, Tashettat, and Inhiyar. So if you apply your ahkam properly, you will not go through what Banu Israel went through, he says. Next group of verses, 124 to 140. Now, what you get is the story of Ibrahim, and because he applied his ahkam, it shows you the best example of monotheism in a human being. So the sequence is. What Banu Israel didn't do, what you need to do, and if you do it, the outcome is you are like Ibrahim السلام, in monotheism. He continues, verses 141 to 150. تناولت الكعبة باعتبارها القبلة والرمز المقدس لوحدة المسلمين. مِن الْإِسْتِقْلَالَ وَكِيَانًا مُتَمَاسِكًا عَنْ الْأُمَمْ This is phenomenal. He says now the story of the change of Qibla is coming in, right? Once Ibrahim salam establishes the Ka'aba, you then get the story of the change of the Ka'aba, right? Why? For the unity of the Muslim community, and the cultural independence of a global Ummah, independent from everybody else. Ibrahim was an Ummah in and of himself. He established the Kaaba. the Qibla was changed for the Muslims from Jerusalem to Mecca. The purpose of telling you this in Surat Al-Baqarah is to give the Muslim Ummah unity and cultural independence from the rest of the world, and it's a means, he says, of identity to distinguish yourselves from everybody else. So that you are distinguished from the rest of. That's the next stage. So to the next stage, one fifty-one to one fifty-seven. بقبح التغافل عَنِ الْنِعْمَةِ الْإِلَهِي الكبرى. The dislike, the ugliness, of غَفْلَة, heedlessness, عَنِ الْنِعْمَةِ ilahi From the Ni'ma of Allah. And particularly, وَهِيَ نِعْمَةٌ رِسَالَةٌ وَالْرَسُولِ The غفلة the forgetfulness about the best blessings of allah his message to you and his messengers to you next set of verses 158 to 167 say the marja al mudarisi talks about two things the sabr and the azimah that needs to come in your ummah sabr is what? patience and preservation Azima is determination verses 168 to 177 he says and again this is a second really important point now to the opinion of Sayyid al-Mudarasi as to the overarching theme of Surah Al-Baqarah فَهِيَا تَرْبِطٌ بَيْنَ مُجْتَمِعُ الْحُرِّيَّةِ وَالتَّقَدَّمُ وَالْرِفَاهُ وَالتَّخَلَّسُ مِنْ شَيَاطِينَ الضَّرْوَةِ وَالسُلْطَةَ وَالْإِسْتِخْلَارَ الدِّينَ He says that this group of verses, 168 to 177, is about the relationship of a society that is truly free, progressive, well-to-do and away from the shayatin and the types of authorities that try to take advantage of religion. If you read this section of verses, you will see that. <coughs> and he also says that the purpose of this <coughs> is. To prevent the Muslim community from becoming backward, miserable, and stuck in ancient rituals. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: This section of verses teaches you how to make sure you don't fall into that trap. It prevents you from backwardsness, miserable, ancient rituals. The next set of verses he says, 178 to 182. And Bad al الْإِسْلَامِيَّةَ islamia Some of the laws from Islam, such as Qas, which is what is qasas? Penalties. The penal code in Islam. Verses 183 to 189. Now tell me, what is the relationship between those two groups of verses, the previous two? How to be a مجتمع حرية والتقدم A a society that is free, progressive, well-to-do Away from the sultan of shayqan Away from being backwards and miserable And then the next set of groups about the qawaneen of Islam, the laws of Islam What's the relationship between the two? Apply your laws Apply your laws and you won't fall into the trap of being backwards and miserable and forming ancient rituals but you will be free in your society next set of verses verses 183 to 189 uh, he talks about taqwa verses 190 to 195 talks about wahiyya أنها تؤمن بالجهاد لتحقيق الأهداف الإنسانية السامية The idea of the role of righteous struggle and sacred defense يعني جهاد لتحقيق الأهداف For the purpose of what? جهاد for the sake of trying to establish the goal of الإنسانية السامية High Insaniya Jihad is for that purpose and that it purpose alone Establishing high level of insaniyyah Verses 196 to 203 He talks about striving for betterment through pilgrimage Verses 204 to 213 Sayyidina Al-Mudarasi says that Surah Al-Baqarah speaks about The differences between people Not in terms of their humanity Humanity is one, but بين أهل الحق و أهل الباطل. That's how to distinguish people. The next set of verses, 214 to 242, talk about the following. تَتَّقْوَى الْإِجْتِمَاعِيَّ وَالْأَصْرِيَّ هِيَ حُسْنِ الْإِلَهِينَ your society and your family are the Divine Fortress of God So establish those And you will have a Divine Fortress of Allah around you Next set of verses 243 to 249 Talk about موضوع الإيمان والتسليم The topic of faith and surrender to Allah Verses 250 to 254. أن Victory comes in two parts: huma, al-sabr patience and certainty. Verses 255 to 260 speak about the ba'di asma illahil-husna, speaks about the divine names of Allah verses 261 to 274 speak about amma al-infaq alladhi <laughs> huwa tamratun kabiratun wa tabi'atun lil-iman wa alama tun al-umq al these verses speak about the thamarah the fruits that come from spending infaq and that this is proof of the depths of your certainty why because you know you're going to get that money back in dunya and in akhirah. Verses 275-281 to 281 talks about عَنِ بَيْنَ التِجَارَةِ The uh, forbidding of mixing trade and usury in one place. And then the penultimate group of verses he says 282 to 283 They speak about the relationship between Taqwa and the application of a system For your social and economic needs And then he concludes by saying verses 284 to 286 فَأَكَّدَ أَنَّ الْإِنسَانَ مَسْؤُولٌ عَنِ أعماله How? Mankind are responsible for their own actions and their own selves. So the opening of Baqarah, he says, is about the tawaif The end of Baqarah is about it It, it reinforces أن الإنسان مسؤول عن أعماله that they are responsible for their own belief, for their own actions the last two um, groups that you had yes so there was 275 to 281 275 to 285 was about the prohibition of mixing trade and usury and fraud in one place and and in verses 282 to 83 speaks about the relationship between taqwa and tatbi kul and sadiyya. The application the relationship between having taqwa and actually having a system for society and your economy. And lastly, that you are responsible for yourselves. Interesting, isn't it? Mm. Now, let's make a conclusion. What do you think are the themes, or major theme of Surah Al-Baqarah? I will tell you the opinions of both of these afterwards. (laughs) Because they're very interesting. Remember, once you've gathered all of this, that's when we're able to really read all the verses in light. So let's go back to the very beginning. Al-Baqarah is about what? The cow to do what? Cow to do what? Kill the idol that was within yourself. Or they had to kill the idol that was within them. Number one. Fadha'il of the Surah. What real fadha'il did we focus on in them? If you recite this, you will get the same reward as Banu Israel and the Prophet. The opening of the surah and the end of the surah was about types of people people and full faith in the opinion of Hadi Mm Ma'rifa. In the opinion of Sayyidina Mudja al-Mudarasi, again bawa'if of people, and you are responsible for your own A'mar. Then we saw both of them break these down into groups of surah. We saw five groups from Hadi Ma'rifa. And I don't count how many there were subsections in the opinion of Sayyid al How many? Well, I got 23.
0: 23.
1: 23 subsections of Surah Al-Baqarah.
0: Okay.
1: What are now, in your opinions, the overriding theme? What are you taking from Surah Al-Baqarah? What's the overarching theme and goal when you read all of this cumulatively? It's the guideline
0: for getting Insane economy. And it's also like Usul al-Din and Furu al-Din. Okay, lovely, lovely.
1: This is correct. There's Usul al there's Furu al-Din. It is a guidance to becoming Insan al-Kamil. Lovely. Absolutely. Brilliant. What else? It's interesting. What you're saying here. is it's very holistic, isn't it? Correct mm-hmm. to have Furu al sorry, Usul al-Din and Furu al-Din. And to become insan al kamil. That's basically the entirety of Islam. Was mm-hmm. That's what it is. I feel. Now it's interesting. To what extent did we talk about the Day of Judgment in here?
0: There some...
1: Is there? Is there? Did either of the two scholars distinctly talk about, let's say, death or barzakh no. No. or Day of Judgment? Yes. Where? Where did you find those things in there? I think there are a few yeah, verses on qayama. Responsible, agreed. Yeah. But like when you have Surah Al-Qiyamah of the Quran, mm-hmm. it's, it's about Qiyamah, right? Mm-hmm. We know some of the verses in regards to Makkah, they're very usul based. This is very Madani based. So what what's the flavors you're getting here? Remember what's happening in Medina. Tell me another thing. To what extent did you find Christians being spoken to In which surahs do you find Christians being directly addressed? Kahaf mm-hmm. Ali Imran Maryam In this surah was there a direct address really a lot? There is part talking about Nasarah yeah. But is it really overwhelmingly about the Nasara? No. no, so look look what we're taking out here Tell me Tell me where, where, where were the um, Christians primarily based in Arabia? which city? which area? remember the story? Najran Najran. it's not to say that they weren't Christians in Medina but they were primarily Jews in Medina when the Christians of Najran would come to visit the Prophet and there was wider interaction going out of Medina now to other parts of the entirety of Arabia to Yemen to Najran that's when you see the Qur'an responding to the? Christians there's not much about Christianity here in Surah Al-Baqarah Please, see what's happening Note what's being taken out I'm telling you what's not in there You're not finding a real discourse around Qiyamah You're not finding a real discourse on death On heaven and hell You're not having a real discourse on Christians So we can take that out so What's being focused on here? Jews This is very clear Al-Baqarah is talking to the Jews This is very important Baqarah, is talking to the yes. Jews. It's coming in Medina, towards the earlier times of Medina, according to Ikrama, and we'll come to the dispute in a minute. What else do you find is an overarching theme here? What does al Mudarasi say about the themes? What, what do you see? The ruling. Okay, but every time he talks about rulings, what's the rulings in relation to? To the Jews. No, do the one society. Okay. Every time it's about rules or the Kaaba or the story of Banu Israel, it's always being linked to what's called hidariya, civilizational building. If you do X, you will be in Y. If you don't do X or whatever, you will be plagued with plagued with Y. If you follow Banu Israel Your civilization, your ummah will be plagued with this. If you follow your rules properly, you will be this type of civilization. This type of ummah. So what would you call that then? The perfect community. The perfect community. This is about ishtima'i. This is society building how to become a successful ummah and successful society how to learn from the mistakes of others and how to interact with other societies specifically the main group of people in Medina were twofold the Jews and the Munafi'een the Prophet didn't have trouble from the pagans he did in terms of war But in Medina, they weren't Pagans, were they? They were in Mecca. They weren't Christians, were they? They were in Najran in Yemen. Primarily in Medina you had Muslim, Munafiq and Jews. So the Surah now is responding to these matters. Now what happens when you have Munafiqeen amongst you? They try to undermine everything that's happening in your civilization. The same features that were in Banu Israel That they didn't really believe, that they didn't really act upon the Ahkam They didn't really follow through with their Prophet Is the same set of characteristics as the Munafiqeen amongst the Muslims They didn't really believe in their own Prophet They didn't really practice their Ahkam They didn't really have faith So the relationship here is what? banu israel are being likened to the munafiqeen and allah is saying to you in baqarah learn from the mistakes of banu israel you yourself will not become munafiqeen and you will also overcome the munafiqeen from amongst yourselves does that help can you see that everybody understand follow that okay let's have a look what he says we're going to take Sayyid al Mudarasi first, and I'll just tell you what Sayyid al-Mudarris says. Sayyid al mudarasi feels Surah is in regards to your civilizational building. And I told you twice. I said to you, look, pay attention to these two points. Do you remember? And I said when he speaks about verses 40 to 103 and he says that this is the tahfiz al ummah al islamiyya on considering their story and what they led to of corruption and racism and dispersion and this is the catalyst for the muslim ummah to learn from the story of banu Israel how to be able to deal with their fasad their unsariyyah, their division and their decline This is the opinion of Sayyidina Mudarasi And then, as you can see Every time he talks about the different laws He talks about the application of those laws For the purpose of strengthening your ummah Specifically So according to him, this chapter is about ummah building Dealing with the issues internally And dealing with the issues externally Now he talks about this again. Look at his wording, look at the language he uses. This is very important. If you remember, I mentioned to you verses 214 to 242. He says, The taqwa in the society and the family are the divine fortress of Allah. The next set, 250 to 254. وَذُكِرَتْ أن لِلنَّصْرِ شَرْطَيْنِ Victory of your ummah comes with two conditions. He's saying this is society building. Let's take from the opinion of Hadi Ma'rifat. He concludes by saying the following. أُلْتُ I said وَبِحَقِّ كَانَتْ سُورَةُ, ال... سورة الْبَقَرَةِ مُسْرَحًا خَسْبًا لِتَنْمِيَةِ جذور الدَعْوَةِ وَتَفْدِيَةِ أَرَكَانِهَا شَامِخَةٍ إِلَى الْأَبَدِ He says, Surat al is the lush, fertile scene for the development, for the roots of the Da'wah of Islam. Watathbit Arkaniha and to establish the pillars al إلا abad until the end of time.
0: Mm.
1: It is establishing the lush fertile ground on which to do da'wah to the rest of humanity until the end of time abad إلا and it helps to breed a conscious nation. Now he says the following. قَدْ إِسْتَغْرَقَ نُزُولِ سُورَةِ الْبَقَرِ خَمْسَةِ Awam. It actually took Surah Al-Baqarah five years to be revealed. Mm-hmm. منذ مطالع السنة الثالثة Not from the first year of Hijrah, from the third year of Hijrah. What happened in the second year of Hijrah? What's the major event in the second year of Hijrah? Battle of? Badr. What happened in the third year of Hijrah? Battle of? Uhud. Does this chapter speak about Uh, Baqarah? Does Baqarah speak about
0: Uhud?
1: Does it speak about? Does it speak about Badr? Does it speak about Ahud? No. Where is Ahad? Surah Al-Imran no. So he says this surah is from the third year onwards It's after Ahud it's being revealed It's not to say it doesn't talk about Qitā It does talk about Qitā, doesn't it? It does talk about Jihad mm. But it's now seeing it from the retrospective perspective of the first two battles فَحَتَّى <laughs> أَسَّابِعَ It is until the year السابعة The year السابعة yes. خلالها كل معالم الحضارة الاسلامية. Listen to this, what did I say to you? i al marja al المدرسي They said that it was about حضارة Civilizational building Ayatullah Hadi Ma'rifat says the same خِلَالُهَا كُلُّ مَعَالِمِ It brings together the khutut, the 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 lines, the yeah, the lines about the milestones milestones of the Islamic civilization, the highest levels of Islamic civilization. So what do they both agree on? Civilizational building for the ummah. Ayatul Hali Ma'rifat goes a certain different way. What does he say as well? That this is about a picture for you, the fertile ground for you to be able to call, do da'wah of Islam to others. So here, their opinion is that Surat al-Baqarah is about Ummah building, Mm -hmm. nation building. And how to deal with the trials that you will face internally and externally. And specifically internally about Munafiqeen and externally about the Jews. And the relationship that those two groups have with each other in characteristics. The problem with both of them was what? They didn't really believe in everything, they believed in some things. What did Surah Al-Baqarah talk about? What did the story of Baqarah say about? Tell your Lord to inform us about the Baqarah. So there's an us and them. It's not really Banu Israel with Allah, there's an us and them, isn't there? You tell your Lord to inform us which cow to kill. There's your God, Musa, and there's us. It's not really a full belief. What else was the problem with Banu Israel and the Yehud of Medina? They believed in some things, but they didn't believe in everything. They believed up until Musa alayhi salam, and Torah. They didn't believe in Isa and they didn't believe in Rasulullah. However, all of the Prophets are one. What does the end of Surah Al-Baqarah say? لا نفرق بين We do not make any distinguishment in those Messengers. Those books, it's all one set from Allah. The Messengers is all one set from Allah. This was the problem with Banu Israel and the Yehud. What was the problem with the Munafiqeen? They had the same problems. Did they really believe in the Prophet? Outwardly, and on their tongue they believe internally they didn't, and this affected their ahkār. Mm-hmm. So it came to present the story of Nifaq in Banu Isra'il, Nifaq in Islam, and how to deal with it. And so this was another theme that comes out of Surah Al-Baqarah. And when we see that, it feeds into the overarching theme of nation building, Ummah building. As Sayyid Al Taba'i said, when you read a chapter, once you know its goal and its theme, read each verse for yourself in light of those themes. Inshallah, this has been of help. Are there any questions before we end about Surah al-Baqarah or how we've derived these themes in some of the family? Uh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm wasn't it that they did not listen to and they were wandering around 40 years yes and then when they were able to enter in it took yeah. them that amount of time to be able to establish themselves in have belief. so it shows us the problem that they had for the length of time so this is Surah Al-Baqarah the theme. Insha'Allah, this has been useful to you. When you read Surah Al-Baqarah this week, try to read it in light of this. And next week, when you read Surah Al-Imran, again try to break it down into its chunks and see what you find from Surah Al-Imran. Rabbil <laughs>